It's the What's Your Opinion Show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Friday morning to everyone out there. Still whoa, a little whoa, bit chilly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where's the woohoo? Woohoo! There we go. It's yeah. Friday morning. Yeah. Ha! Right. Ah, we made it to no, the weekend. I feel better. It, it's at twenty-six degree temperature out there. That's that, and having two teeth pulled on Wednesday yeah, night I, is just like oh, I just don't. I just want the day to get over with. <clears throat> Please. So. Yeah, I, uh, I'm I off imagine, my game today, folks. I imagine you want the uh, day to be over with. <laughs> Just go back to bed, and take some aspirin, yeah. and lay down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I did get. To, I got to tell you though, you you got to watch girls uh, basketball last night. Mm-hmm. I got to watch college wrestling last oh. night. David wrestled in a duel, and uh, the first one he teched the guy. I don't. It was like fifty. To two or something like that. I don't know. Um, in the second period, I think it was, and then the other one he pinned the guy in the first period. So. Oh, cool! And the uh, Lander Bearcats easily uh, the first duel that they wrestled in. I think they won it like fifty-two to nothing. The other team didn't score anything. Well. <laughs> and then in the last one. The other team only scored and did get a pin in the last, it's the 285 class, I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only one they won. So it's good to, good night for uh, yeah. Lander University Wrestling. Yes, it was. Yeah. So other than that, uh, not such a good night for uh, girls basketball. No. Triton's good. They got a couple of players that are extremely hard to deal with. Um, really good guard, Kinsey Atkins, and then Addie Veers. She's she's in another realm, and no matter what she's playing, because <laughs> I, you know, she's one of the best volleyball players in the state of Indiana too. Wow. So, uh, she's quite an athlete. She had a big night, and uh, you know, they just defensively shut us down. Uh, we couldn't really do much of anything offensively. I know towards the end there, the Delp girl fo- and ended up following out. Yeah. yeah, which four minutes left doesn't but, usually happen. But yeah, well, and yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's really she's oh. like usually by the second uh, second early second quarter she has to, to sit, sit down for a while. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, um, that didn't help them. But I, it was kind of. They they just took control of it and never let let up. So it was one of those nights they they were on, we weren't. You okay. Know, but they're they're good. They're gonna go. Well they're four and one now, so uh they're gonna go I, I would imagine they go really deep in the tournament because, uh, like I said, they've got two girls that are just gonna be class A basketball. They have two girls that are gonna be really hard for anybody to defend. And Fantastic. Uh, they're gonna be good. Good for them. We do have another girls' game coming up on Saturday, yep. so and that's uh, going to be another enormous task. Is uh, it? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Valpo's coming to town, and they never 
They're always good. I mean, every year they're well, good. It seems to me like it's a bigger community, so they've got a better chance of, you know, well, there's cool. more opportunity to get a bigger team and sure. a stronger team, I'll say. School's a lot bigger. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. They just always have been good at girls' basketball, though. I don't know. They, like, usually are one of the uh, top teams in northern Indiana. But uh, they're they're right there again, and that's going to be a that'll be a, a task. Very good. Well, yeah. we'll be carrying it. So. We will be there. It's a night game Saturday too. Um, I think I've seen two different starting times, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be eight <laughs> o'clock. I think they split the difference. I was going to say it's, it's a, in a different time zone, and since it's a Saturday yeah. night, I mean nobody's any in any hurry to rush home for right. for homework School. or whatever. Yeah. So. Um, they're going to play at night. I think the crowd will be better at night, too, on a Saturday. Um, probably, yeah. But you know, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive. Something my dad told me. I don't know if it's changed. It doesn't matter whether it's boys or girls. Saturday night games never draw as well. As a Friday as night As a game. Friday night. Friday nights are always a lot bigger crowds. Mm. And I, I don't know why that is. But I think it is people go do other things on Saturday night. The ones that yes. would spend a weeknight just yeah. go to a ball game don't do that on Saturday night. They've so, got other things yeah. planned or whatever. Hang yeah. out somewhere. I mean, you know, so. Go out to dinner with friends or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but he said Saturday crowds were always smaller. Hmm. Um, I, once again, I got no idea why. Well, he has a few years of experience uh, in well, the did, department. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. <laughs> just a year or two. We are having a double booking today on this show. Um, if things go right, we're going to be talking with Denver Beerman about 930 about an upcoming concert uh, that's going to be here in Plymouth. And then at 10 o'clock, about 10 o'clock, we're going to talk with Amanda and John Boner. And they and their four children are hitting the road. Um, they are they are going to travel the United States in a converted school bus for cool. the next year. Yeah. And they're from Plymouth. And so we're going to chat with them. About their upcoming experiences. Cool. Oh, yeah, should be interesting. Yeah. In the meantime, some news we can chat about. I did get a message uh, through the Marshall County Sheriff's Department on Nixle this morning about 820 that says US 6 between US 106 and Kenilworth Road will be closed. It doesn't give any reason for the closure or the time frame of how long it's going to be closed, just that it's closed. So... Any of you driving over on US 6, beware. It's going to be closed. <laughs> Don't go US 6. Yeah. Don't go there. It's closed. Um, I had an opportunity to listen to a portion of the Marshall County Board of Zoning Appeals meeting uh, last evening. And I there's, there, there must have been six cases. This was the fourth case. And I kind of thought I probably knew the players in this case. That's why I picked it to do the story. I had no clue really what it was they were doing, but it's like, I think I know this. So, and I did know the players. It's Tom Flynn and Louis Plumley. Plumley. Mm-hmm. Um, and they live out at Pretty Lake. They live on Dogwood Lane. And actually the two of them together purchased a lot across the street from their homes. And um, Tom actually said, you know, both of us have relatively small, you know, garages with our homes. They're filled up. We're running out of storage space. And so what we would like to do, first off, they did look at the lot across the street and see, check to see if they could divide it up. 
down the middle, yeah. and each one of them got half. And uh, Ty Adley, the built the planning director, said, "No, the lots are too. That lot is too small. You couldn't divide it and build on it." So they said, "Okay, well, we'll do the next best thing. They're going to build a duplex garage." So okay, the two of them are going to own the property and the garage, which is going to be a forty-four by fifty-six. And it is going to be split basically down the middle, half for the Plumleys, half for the Flins, that they can store their uh, boats, golf carts, cars, and other miscellaneous stuff that you get sure. over the years. Yeah. Um, now, so the variance comes because they are building a basically secondary structure without a primary structure. So a garage or a storage building, that would be a secondary. There's no home on that lot. Right. Problem is, there's not really room to have a home and this garage on that lot. So they needed a variance to be able to build just the garage and not have a primary structure. The second thing is they needed a variance because this building, which is 44 by 56, will cover 47% of the 0.14 acre lot that they have. And the county standard is 45%, no more than 45%. So they need a variance of that 2% um, to build. And that includes the garage and the proposed driveway, all that hard surface, basically. So they needed a variance for that. And then they needed a third variance um, to reduce the rear yard setback from the required 30 feet to 23 feet. Okay. And so... um, Tom and Louie were both there, and and Tom says, we're just trying to make this lot a useful lot. Um, We both are running out of space. We need this space to put our stuff in. Um, Ty Adley, the county plan director, did confirm that the lot was too too small to build a home on, uh, and too small that the two families couldn't just split the lot and each build their own storage area. So... um, it really, it ended up being a no-brainer. There was no public comments uh, came up for it. And so after the public hearing portion of it, uh, David Hostetler made a motion to approve the request. It was seconded by Trent Bennett, and uh, it was unanimously approved. So they're going to get a duplex garage. Yeah, good. <laughs> Something, a new concept, maybe. Duplex garage. Yeah. Hmm. Something different. Yep. The uh, on Monday, Donnie Davidson, the Plymouth Utility Superintendent, no, it was actually on Tuesday, gave the Redevelopment Commission an update on the solar project that is happening out at the wastewater treatment plant. Um, the same company that put in the solar projects at the two schools are, is now installing that million-dollar solar project out at the sewer treatment plant. And so uh, he told them that about 60% of the material has been delivered on site, and that the contractor, who is Solar Energy Systems out of Napanee, actually on Tuesday, on Monday, started pounding the posts that hold these panels into the ground. Apparently, that's not just the easiest oh, yeah. proposition because it's going to take about two weeks to get them all in the ground. Right. Well, and, there's a lot of poles, too. Yeah. And Davidson said that they had distributed a letter to the neighbors informing them about the project and telling them that, you know, they're going to try their best to limit the noise during their normal business hours, which are basically, you know, eight to five situation. So hopefully they won't, you know, 
disrupt anybody or anything like that. Davidson says he's also met with the company who will do the underground boring because the solar field will be in the lot to the east of the um, treatment plant on a lot that is owned by the city. And so then they will run lines from that solar field over to the electrical portion that operates uh, the treatment plant out there. So that will be done all underground. So they're going to be putting putting conduit underground and so they were talking uh, with them and getting prepared and they plan to begin that portion of it right after thanksgiving so uh donna davidson said that his goal is to get that done especially in and around the transformers before it gets too cold and the ground gets frozen so they've got time right now and it's gonna it's gonna be moving forward fast and furious really um Donnie did get the opportunity to sit in on a Baker Tilly presentation about available infrastructure grants. And the city hopefully will be fortunate enough to qualify for a rebate grant uh, for this project. Uh, Things seem to be moving in the right direction. Everything seems to be going correctly. And so this million dollar project uh, should qualify for a refund of up to 30% which would be about $300,000. Um, and there, the, the biggest uh, issue that initially popped up was this is you couldn't go online and start using it until January 1st. But here we are mid-November and they're just getting started on pounding. So we're talking about two weeks of pounding. That takes us right into you know, the first week of December. And then that's just the pounding. Then that's the installation of those panels. So it really should all work out just about at the right time that uh, they'll be able to start operations shortly after the first of the year and therefore should qualify for that 30% rebate, which is huge. On a project like that, I mean, you would want to do your best to qualify to get $300,000 back for a project like that. Sure. So that's kind of neat. Members of the Board of Public Works and Safety on Monday approved the request of St. Michael's Catholic Church to conduct their annual Holy Procession Walk in honor of the Virgin Mary. It's going to be held on Sunday, December the 11th, beginning at 11 o'clock in the morning. And Janine X. Saver, the former city clerk, was the one who came to the Board of Works and made the request. Um, The Catholic Church Walk is going to begin out at the Knights of Columbus, uh, and then they're going to travel... Um, down Berkeley Street, all the way basically to Polk Street, which is right there by the Coffee Lodge. They'll take Polk Street, head south for half a block, then get on Jefferson Street, go up Jefferson Street, all the way to Center Street, which is the street that the uh, courthouse is on and the church is on, and then they'll head north on Center Street and go back to the St. Michael's Church. So the Board of Public Works approved the request for that Uh, Janine said once they had gotten their approval, then they would seek uh, assistance from the Marshall County Sheriff's Department for some traffic control uh, while they're doing that walk. But it's an annual event that they do. So, Families in need have an opportunity uh, to get a free turkey coming up on Monday. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana is actually going to host two drive-through turkey distributions here in Marshall County. So they got the turkeys. These turkeys are will be free. They've been provided through WNDU's TV 
their turkeys on the table challenge that uh, they did a few weeks ago. And uh, they're for families who are in need of food assistance. And they're available on a first come, first serve basis while supplies last. So on Monday here in Marshall County, the first distribution will be at 9 o'clock in the morning from 9 to 10.30 in the morning at the Trinity Lutheran Church at 430 Academy Road in Culver. And they plan to have 250 turkeys at that event. Then the second one on Monday will be at the Plymouth Park Department Swimming Pool parking lot, which is in Centennial Park. That distribution will be from noon until 2 p.m., and they plan to have 300 turkeys available for that one. It is one turkey per household, um, and as I said, it is drive-through, so you're going to drive through, get to the location, pop your trunk, which does not mean getting out of the car. You need to stay in your car, so you have to have the automatic hood re- trunk release, right. um, and they will put the turkey in your trunk for you. If you don't have that, they will have another area where you can load your own Um that just came about because of COVID right. and everything, trying to avoid people having too close of contact with everyone. Well, and it seems to be working out pretty well. Honestly, it seems to be a more efficient way to do it yeah, anyway. I, I do believe so. During the November 7th meeting of the Marshall County Commissioners, uh, Marshall County Sheriff Matt Hassel reported on the progress of the audit pertaining to the $67,000 of surplus funds in the inmate trust account. Um, This is the the issue that the State Board of Accounts, when they've done their last two annual audits, the county has gotten dinged on this because there's way more money in there than there's supposed to be. And nobody has been able to figure out where it goes. So... um, Stellar is the company that actually operates that software for the inmate trust account. Um, And so they have actually hired and they're paying for this audit. Um, And so the auditors have determined that $55,000 of that $67,000 was owed to the Marshall County Sheriff's Department commissary account. And so that money has already been transferred back into the commissary fund. That leaves about $13,000 remaining. And at this point, the accountant believes that those funds are going to be owed to Stellar and to Telemate. Telemate is a phone service that they use out there that inmates use to call and make calls. And there's a charge for that. And so, um, you know, the company providing that gets some of those funds. And then the sheriff's department gets a little bit of those funds too. Yeah. Uh, but they are still working on that. Um, they, they do hope to have that fixed in, you know, determined before the end of the year. Um, this whole issue started when Stellar's uh, computer software, uh, their server actually crashed. And the data that was supposed to be backed up in multiple locations did not get de- backed up. And so... They've been dealing with this for two years now and will actually have one more year because it's not settled yet this year. And even if it does get settled, part of the year it's going to have been off. And so when they do the audit next year on 2022, we're still going to get a ding for this because it hasn't been. uh, It will have taken three years uh, to get this fixed 
but it will be fixed. And all costs associated with the audit are being handled by Stellar and not by the county. So that is a good thing. It was not the county's fault that this happened. It, it was the company who was doing it. Now the county has stepped up and made some changes so that they have a paper trail now. So that if something like that would happen again, they've got paperwork that they can actually go back and, and do a tracking right. on instead. So it did open the eyes for, yeah. you know, some additional work, but that's okay. I uh, got a press release from the Marsh County Museum and uh, next Saturday, November the 26th, from 4 until 6 p.m., the train room at the Marsh County Historical Society is going to be open with an awesome Christmas party going on. Mm. The trains, of course, they're going to be running uh, with lots of brand new things to see and do. Um, participants will collect special gold coins and be able to spend them at the gift stand that yeah, they have created. Cool. Best of all, the museum has invited a couple of special guests to show up on Saturday. Cindy Luhu and the Grinch will oh, be there in boy, person. Yeah. So it's going to be a Whoville celebration. Bring the kids. Um, bring your letters to Santa because they have a very official santa mailbox that the children will be able to mail their letters into santa and then this goes from four until six and then at six o'clock it's the annual lighted christmas parade in downtown plymouth and then everybody will head on down to river park square for the official christmas tree lighting and to kick off the holiday season yeah. so make your plans now to attend we wanted to get that information out so people could actually get it on their schedule yeah. And know that. Sure. Also, uh, the Culvertown clerk, Karen Heim, wants to remind people in Culver that the last day for leaf pickup is going to be Friday, December the 2nd. Uh, the town will continue to pick up brush as needed after that. So if branches and those kind of things, they do a, you know, a pickup when, it, when there's a pile there. But um, she says, though, as you're cleaning your yard, please remember to put the sticks and the brush in a different pile and the leaves separate from that. Rake the leaves to the curb, not in the street, please. Also, she suggests not putting the leaves uh, over, like, if you have a some landscaping at your street corner, don't put it over your landscaping because if you've got mulch or... Uh, little stones in there. This vacuum that they use is so strong, it'll suck up your landscaping material too. So just put it on the grass and it'll come by. The other thing they ask is don't pile the leaves close to telephone poles or power poles or mailboxes because it's actually run, the control is run from the cab of the truck and not like ours, where we have a man outside yeah. that manually is manhandling that thing. Theirs is actually done from the cab of the truck. And so they don't want to, to be too close to a pole so they don't hit the pole, right. and knock it over, those kind of things. So just a heads up for everybody there. Yeah. 
Um, I did post a couple of other Thanksgiving stories uh, up for people to be concerned about or check out. Uh, obviously, we've all heard it, and it should be no surprise by this point, but the Indiana Farm Bureau's annual Thanksgiving market basket survey shows that Hoosiers can expect to spend about 14% more for groceries for their Thanksgiving dinner this year than they did in 2021. Great. So, yeah. Uh, uh, they say, I, I'm shocked at this, that they say a Thanksgiving dinner for 10 people will cost you about $61. I say, huh, but who knows? That's too low. Yes, that's way too low if you ask me. I mean, even when you don't have a 14% rate, that that's, <laughs> seems extremely low. Uh, yeah. That you can get all the fixings and yeah. everything for your dinner. I don't know. I don't know either. It does include a 16-pound turkey, stuffing, sweet potatoes, rolls, peas, carrots, celery. Oh, a carrot and celery vegetable tray, whole milk, cranberries, whipped cream, ingredients for a pumpkin pie. Okay. Well. But I, I have a few more things. Like we'll have turkey uh, dressing. They have sweet potatoes. We would probably have sweet potatoes and mashed potatoes at our house. Uh, gravy, which I'd have to buy because I can't make gravy. <laughs> okay. Uh, dinner rolls. How about some butter to go on those dinner rolls? Definitely. We would have green bean casserole at our house versus peas. We would also have corn casserole uh, versus peas. So we'd have green bean casserole and corn casserole. Uh, we would have a veggie tray, but it would have lots more than just carrots and celery on it. We would also do, you know, two kinds of pickles and two kinds of olives. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, you know, cranberries aren't a big thing in our family. So there might be a jar of cranberries there, but it's no biggie really. And then one pie um, would not feed 10 people. So obviously you got to have multiple pies in my house that you, we'd probably have two pumpkin pies, a cherry pie and an apple pie for a family of 10. Yeah. So, yeah, but. It's going to cost a little bit more. But while you're out shopping, getting your Thanksgiving meal, um, if you would like to pick up a box of cereal or some canned soup, we are collecting for the Bread of Life Food Pantry uh, just those two items, soup and cereal. Very simple, very easy. We're going to be collecting soup and cereal until the end of the month. So if you would like to... Drop by a couple of boxes of cereal or a, a can of soup or a flat of soup or whatever. That would be well appreciated by the Bread of Life Food Pantry. You have to think, too, coming up, I mean, we're going to go into Christmas holiday where kids will be out of school for two weeks. That means kids are going to be home for two weeks. A lot of those kids qualify for free breakfast in the morning at school. Now they're going to be home. So having cereal at home to make sure those kids have something to eat those two weeks that we're off school, it would be a good thing. Yeah. So, and then there's a, a little article from FEMA up there about how to be safe during your Thanksgiving holiday. Obviously, if you're traveling, to have an emergency kit in your car, those kind of things. How to protect your home against uh, fires. Don't let me do the cookie. No, I this you know. <laughs> Um, practice smart cooking, how to heat your home. You know, that's one thing. When you get 10 or 20 people in a home, you really can knock down the thermostat oh, yeah, in the yeah, house because yeah, it yeah. gets way too hot in oh, there. Yeah. 
And then um, there's even actually some information in there about uh, decorating for the holiday. So it's there for you guys to peruse at your leisure. Man. All right. Why don't we take our first break of the morning? We can do that. We have something to give away. Oh, kidoki. Uh, oh, yes, we pizza know. Pizza Bills. Yes, it's Friday. Friday is Pizza Bills Friday. Yes, yes, yes. And you can set up your weekend meal delight with $15 from Pizza Bills. If you're caller number six, five seven four nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six caller six. If you've won anything from us in the last month, please let somebody else have a shot and start dialing. November is the month of Thanksgiving. Most of us have plenty to be thankful for, but there are families right here in Marshall County that are struggling to put food on the table. They have to rely on the local food pantries for help. WTCA wants to help the Bread of Life Food Pantry with a special food drive during the month of November. Bread of Life has asked us to collect cereal and soup to help fill their shelves. WTCA is asking our listeners to donate any type of cereal and any brand or flavor of soup to help the less fortunate in Marshall County. You can drop off your donations to the Bread of Life Food Pantry at the WTCA Studios at 112 West Washington Street in downtown Plymouth during normal business hours. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. Future. Hey, remember how 20 years ago I switched to Progressive? Well, now it's the future, and I used all those savings to buy this new hologram phone. Because, you know, it's the future, and everything is holograms now. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. November is the month of Thanksgiving. Most of us have plenty to be thankful for, but there are families right here in Marshall County that are struggling to put food on the table. They have to rely on the local food pantries for help. WTCA wants to help the Bread of Life Food Pantry with a special food drive during the month of November. Bread of Life has asked us to collect cereal and soup to help fill their shelves. WTCA is asking our listeners to donate any type of cereal and any brand or flavor of soup to help the less fortunate in Marshall County. You can drop off your donations to the Bread of Life Food Pantry at the WTCA Studios at 112 West Washington Street in downtown Plymouth during normal business hours. Looking for bigger internet speeds at a better value? Surf Fiber has Plymouth covered. Go big with Surf and you'll get reliable, fiber-fast internet up to 25 times faster than cable. With Surf, there are no contracts or hidden fees, and you get a low locked-in price that will never go up. Want to speed things up even more? Go gig and get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers. It's the best deal of the year. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply.
it's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA Implement. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. Back. Partying, partying. It's Friday. Sitting on a chair, looking at a tree. There's a road over there. Got to figure out which one to take. Uh. Now there's tires on the van, and we've got kids over here. And I <laughs> go to school and do some math. It's Friday. Friday. See, what I, I can do this. I can do this. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's, that's my cover version. Okay. I know it's one of your favorites. Uh, winner? Oh, yeah, we did have a winner. Brian. Brian, oh, Brian H. Winner, so yes. Brian. Brian, uh, Brian, Brian. He's Brian. our winner. Yes. Um, let's see. I did just get an update on Nixall from the Sheriff's Department. US or US 6 is now open between 106 and Kenilworth Road, although they do say use caution because it is slippery. Slippery. Yes. It's a slippery slope. Yes. So there's that. Also, want to let folks know that the uh, Plymouth Elks Lodge is serving dinner tonight. They've got all you can eat fish, smoked pork chops, or a shrimp and fish dinner for $13.95. They also have a T bone steak dinner for $16.95 tonight. And dinners include salad bar, potato, and your dessert. They serve to the public from 5 until 8 p.m. And carryouts are available by calling 935-5511. And I will give you a heads up. They won't be open next Friday, but next Wednesday, if you want to have some Thanksgiving turkey, we're going to have a turkey dinner on Wednesday. All right, so, cool. Uh, Having some turkey. Okay, so we tried to call Denver, and he didn't answer his phone. So I did uh, go to the Plymouth Wesleyan Church Facebook page, and there is a little preview thing that he did. So since we didn't get to talk to him in person yet this morning, we're going to play his preview, um, and then we'll try and get him next week. I think I think we can maybe squeeze him in next week. Okay. Okay? All right. Hey, I'm Denver Bierman of Denver in the Mile High Orchestra. For the last 19 years, our band has been traveling all over the country and around the world, uh, being able to sing about the love of Jesus Christ through big band music. When I think about the holiday season, uh, I think about big band music. I think about Bing Crosby and Nat King Cole and walking in a winter wonderland. Um, and so for our entire career, one of the signature things that our band has done over the decades is have an incredible Christmas tour, travel all around the country, uh, singing some of the most a nostalgic and fun-filled music. And so the front half of our Christmas concert on our Merry and Bright Christmas uh, tour is taking a walk down memory lane. It's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and it's Frosty the Snowman. We even do Alvin and the Chipmunks. Dashing through the snow in one horse open sleigh O'er those fields we go laughing all the way The whole second half of our concert is, is celebrating some of the greatest music uh, from, from the classic Christmas carols to a lot of original music that I've even written about the birth of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. So rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. The theme of our show uh, for this year, and I think for the, for the next few years to come, is about a gift exchange. 
As I started looking at my life and as I started looking at the holidays and some of the emptiness I felt, I, I kind of thought uh, me and my, my, my friends, uh, all of us to a certain extent are like a Christmas present. You know, we're like gorgeous, uh, gorgeously wrapped on the outside beautiful decorations we all look picture perfect when we walk into church around the holidays or on big christmas concerts and then it's like we open up these christmas presents it's like we're completely empty on the inside i think that sometimes we open up our christmas presents and it's like we don't like what we see we're like oh gosh i got that and it's like i don't i don't want anything to do with that what if we could have a gift exchange this holiday season we give people an opportunity to just for a few moments reflect, reflect on their own lives, reflect on what it is that's going on inside of them, and, uh, and to be able to get really specific and write it down. We give these cards out at our Christmas concerts, uh, and we line our entire stage, the front of our stage, with these Christmas presents, these actual Christmas presents right here. We give people two cards at our concerts, and the first card that we give them says this. It says, what I'm giving to God this Christmas is. And we have hundreds, thousands of people that fill these out. And while we sing a song that I wrote, I wrote a song that was really important to me about what really is at the heart of Christmas. Uh, it's called Come Rescue Me. It says, the only gift that I really need is for you, O oh Lord, to come and rescue me. And so we give people an opportunity to say, what is it that they need to be rescued from? What prayer requests, what broken heart, what thing is it that they're holding on to that they need to give to God this Christmas? And as we sing this song, by the hundreds, these people come and they drop their prayer requests in these presents, in these boxes. And then we take these boxes with us the entire Christmas tour. We pray over them every single night. And then we give them another card and it says this, the gift I need from God this Christmas is. Because it's not just enough to lay it down, but our Lord and our Savior came to give us hope, to give us truth, to give us a way, to give us life. And so we give people an opportunity to uh, write out what it is that they need from God that only God could give them this holiday season and take it home with them, put it on their nightstand, uh, you know, put it on their mirror and then be able to pray through the Christmas season, having a conversation with God in a gift exchange. I think that uh, one of the greatest things that we could ever do is be an encouragement to people um, that are going through a really hard time at the holidays. Let us be a part of what you're doing this holiday season, that we can celebrate the true reason of the Christmas season, have a really entertaining, but I think most importantly, a very powerful moment to be reminded of the truth of the unfailing love of God and the gift of Jesus this holiday season. God bless y'all, and uh, Merry Christmas. We'll see you soon. Ta-da! There he is. Yep. Denver himself. Yep. Okay, he's going to be coming to Plymouth on Saturday, December the 3rd at the Plymouth Wesleyan Church. Right. And mm. there are tickets. You have to purchase tickets to come and see Denver. General admission is 15 bucks. You can get, uh, get them for 10 each if you buy a pack of four. Okay. So, so you can save a little bit. A break if you take, uh, take a few more, but... Uh, Everything's available online. I think we put up the QVC code. On our um, Facebook page. Yeah. Is that what it's called? QV, QR code. Whatever it QVC. is. That, the little, the little, yeah, I was, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, television in my life. Mm -hmm. um, the little thingy. That, that little square, your, yeah, you know, funny looking thing. Yes. With all the, the uh, modern art on it. Uh, just 
I put that up on our Facebook page. Ah, so if you, yeah. Good. If you look for it, you can find it. <laughs> all you got to do is scan it, and you can buy a ticket. That's great. Yes. You know, uh, we, we talked earlier about our, uh, fun, our, our food drive we're doing for the Bread of Life Food Pantry. Well, Culver's, the new Culver's store restaurant here in town, they are also doing a fun drive uh, for the Bread of Life Food Pantry. And for every concrete that you purchase, they're called Concretes for a Cause. So that's the ice cream mixer, concrete mixers. You put the ice right. cream in, then you pick. You get to pick like what you want to put in it. Like maybe you want to have um, blueberries and pecans or whatever, right. or chocolate and caramel. Who knows? Um, but today is the last day for every one of those that they sell. They are going to be donating a dollar to uh, the Bread of Life Food Pantry. Okay. So it, yeah. it started on the 14th, and it, and it ends up today. So uh, if you're so inclined to have a little ice cream maybe this afternoon, ha- head on out to Culver's here in town and get one of their Concretes for a Cause. Go for it. Yes, and, and help support the Bread of Life Food Pantry. Concrete. <laughs> gotta, gotta have some concrete. Yeah. My kid used to work in concrete. I wondered. But not that kind. I bet it, I bet it was this time, No, and Benji. It may have been that kind. He probably would have loved that. Yeah, it may have been. That could have been interesting. Yeah. Somebody's driveway with that kind of concrete would be be unique. Be something that the neighbors would talk about. Yes, it would. Conversation point. Interested in in how it sets up, too. (laughs) Well, you know. Don't confuse me with Could the be. facts. Yes. I'm an idea guy, Kathy. Come on. There you go. The execution is not in my purview. <laughs> That's somebody else's job. The North Township La Paz Fire Department Ladies Auxiliary is hosting a fall bake sale tomorrow from 9 a.m. until noon at Max Market in La Paz. So come and get some homemade goodies that you might be able to use for your Thanksgiving meal. I mean, you might not yeah. have to do quite fight so much uh, baking um, if you go to this. So tomorrow, Max Market, 9 o'clock in the morning until noon. Help support the Ladies Auxiliary of the North Township La Paz <clears throat> Fire Department. All right. Yeah. In their annual bake sale. Good deal. We're in a holding pattern right now. Where our Waiting. One guest didn't show and our other guests aren't here yet. So we're in a little bit of a holding pattern. Okay. I told you all about the news I have. Do you have any news, Rusty? <laughs> um, we moved furniture about? last night. You did? Yeah, Getting actually, ready to put the tree up? It's already up. <gasps> it is? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Not decorated, but up. It's got lights on it. Oh, wow. Okay. I am impressed. Well, I'm wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. No, you were at a ball game. It wasn't me. I was at a ball game. Now uh, we got to get rid of some furniture, and we got to, we just got it. It's that time just to, you know, I'm getting to the point where I need to do the floors and all that stuff. Oh, you, you have know, too I mean, much energy. You know, it's, it's been a while <laughs> since I got down on my hands and knees and did the floor. Uh, so 
I like to do that on a regular basis. I mean, you, you sweep it and you mop it all the time, but, but to actually, actually get, get down and just yes. clean the thing. You don't do that all the time. It does make a difference. I <laughs> yes, definitely does. have to agree with you, too. That, that does make a difference. I don't know why, but it seems to stay clean longer, too. I, that's hmm. bizarre to me, but it seems to me like it doesn't get... Well, that's because you yell at everybody, don't walk on the floor! I, mean, I just cleaned it. It doesn't get dirty as fast. <laughs> I mean, I, I know as dirty as... You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You, you miss a place every now and then, and, you, and then start, it builds up. and Oh, there's dust over here. Why is that? Why? How did that get to, you know, and you're, you got to adjust to it. But, you know, when you get down in your, get the when scrub brush out. When you get down out, there on your hands and knees, and you expect. It's it not as hard as I thought it was. Uh, the first few times I did it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be horrible. Isn't and it, was, it hard on your knees? Though? Uh, no. No, with me, it's my shoulders. But it's oh. because my shoulders are pretty much yeah. hamburger. <laughs> yeah, from all that baseball <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah, throwing about 500 batting practice pitches a night for how many years probably yeah, 20 exactly. so yeah it kind of it works it's magic on your shoulder at some point but yeah that's the hardest part for me is it my shoulder and what it used to be but my knees don't have a problem wax on wax off <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, they don't allow me to have the big waxer i'm not i'm not good with machinery so uh, yeah i don't I don't get that. Um, also want to remind everybody, if you're looking for something to do on Saturday evening at the Reese Theater in downtown Plymouth, Louisiana-born Andy Davis is going to be performing for a concert uh, from 6 until 8 p.m. Uh, he's a, a, he, he was born in Louisiana. He is now out of Nashville um, and just a unique uh performer right. he's been here before so he's not new to this area um, balcony seating which includes a meet and greet with andy davis tickets are 50 dollars. if you want to sit on the main floor those tickets are 25 dollars. you can get them online in advance by going to the reese uh, website or you can show up 30 minutes before the concert tonight or tomorrow night and get tickets at the gate at the ticket booth yeah so yeah, they've got quite a few things coming up uh, in the near future. So cool. I I think I I think I want to go to a movie. Okay. I, I think I'd like to go. That's really the nostalgia part. That's you know, man. What we were there for was man. movies. So man. yeah, I'll go man. to a movie and check that out. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's see. Now, what are we going to talk about, Ronzi? Uh. The we don't usually have these problems. No. The weather? The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we know a place to go, let us know, let us know, let us know. The weather is... I did get it on my phone just a little bit ago. It says a brief snow shower will begin around 9.51. Snow will be light. Why are you singing Christmas songs? I, I am already... I'm, I'm there. Why I'm are you the, singing? The snow Christmas had something to do with songs. it, I think. Why? Why? Um, Why are you singing? going into the stores and and hearing the Christmas music and seeing the Christmas decorations? And the question still begs to be asked: <sighs> Why I are know. you singing? Christmas? Don't forget, Thanksgiving comes first. <laughs> and I and I do know, you know, Thanksgiving does come first. You know, do you remember whether you started? Like the 
uh, Christmas, what do I want to call it? It's not a meltdown. It's exactly pretty much the opposite. (laughs) Bouncing off the ceiling stuff that, did you start like, did you start in August, like, you know, singing Christmas songs no. or waiting for Santa? No. Okay. Not, All right. not really. I'm it, it, to... I think it comes basically with me with the first snow. Well, I don't know what would happen if I moved somewhere where they didn't have snow. That, I, I'm a little concerned that. It isn't snow with me. I, I think as a kid, it was like the week of. I'd get all jacked up. Just the week of Christmas? Yeah. Jacked up on coffee. Yeah, I, it, that's how I hmm. remember. Was That was when I really remembered that feeling. But I think, I just thought of this as you, as you said that. When you become a parent, Christmas changes. It's totally different. It's better. You know, uh, Jim and I have, Jim and all and I have talked about this. You know, when dad tells you, I don't want anything for Christmas, he means that because dad yes. gets a lot of joy out of watching you yes. open your, that's what his Christmas present is. Uh, and that's the you. truth, actually, yeah. And so I can understand why adults might get a little bit, especially if you're a parent, get a little bit excited about Christmas early because, ooh, I'm going to get them that present. They're going to love it and it's going to, you know, and. I think you get now that more part excited. I have been working on. Yeah, like oh, you know, I, in fact, I picked out the perfect thing for Liam, and so I sent it to his mom and his grandma and said, "What do you think?" I was like, "This is perfect, the right age category and everything," and then his grandma sends back to me, "Well, I bought him this for Christmas, and it's something or for his birthday, which was last month, and it's something similar." Yeah, it's like. I haven't made up my mind, but it's like, I don't care. I like this, too. So he needs this, too. I'm, I'm kind of at that point. Like, mm, too bad. I like this. And I think he will like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the but. The claws are out. Oh, man. I have trouble coming up with ideas sometimes. And so I thought this was a perfect okay. idea. And, mm. Okay, Grandma. Let me, let me put I'm, something I'm a, to I'm you. I'm a Gigi at that point. Let me, let me put something to you very simply. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it. Grandmas are my mom is the same way. Oh, I can't choose a Christmas gift. I can't. I'm terrible at that. What would kids want that I could get? You know, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm an old lady. Every present she buys is the instant joy of every kid that gets it. I, I, I and she, she just complains. She doesn't know anything about buying. She's, Grandma, your gift is going to be okay. You're better at it than you think. So. I try to come up with some ideas, you know, on, on my own, and, well, and, remember, and then we go from there. It is Grandma's gift, too. And, and that are, makes a those difference. Those are different than yeah. other gifts. I think so. Grandma did it. Yeah. Grandma went the extra step to find just the right thing, just the perfect thing for you. Well, so, that's yeah. exactly what Grandmas do. Yeah. So that's... I, I've been working on it. We'll that's see how it, well, how it happens. But sure. I don't know if it'll be perfect or not, but yeah. that's my plan. We got a caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on? Nothing much. Hey, at least Kathy, I didn't text you at 445 this morning when I was up. It, <laughs> nope, you sure didn't. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but I was at the office at about 6, 615 taking photographs. I saw that, yep. Yeah, and... Uh, 
We're out collecting now. We've got some great items. Um, going to try and get them pictures posted if I can figure out how to do it again. <laughs> when you only do it but, once a year, it makes it more difficult, huh? Yeah, I might have to have Billy do that for me, though. <laughs> Very good. Um, you know, we've got a lot of items that are coming in. Um, but the more we have, the more kids we can help. So if you have an item that you would like to donate uh, to the Shop with the Cop radio auction, you can drop it off here at the WTCA studios. Um, and we've got a room filled that's starting to fill up with items in there. Um, but, yeah, that's what it's all about is helping those in need. So yeah. we've been doing it. Herschel, believe it or not, this will be our 15th year that we have done the radio auction. You know, I, the one thing I wish I would have done, Kathy, over the years, and I didn't do it, or we didn't do it as a group, was keep track of the number of people that we helped on the Shop of the Cop. Oh, yeah. I know our first year we did it, we did 25. And we thought we were just in hog heaven. It, yeah, well, and you do you remember that first year that we did the radio auction? We only had we only auctioned off three items. We had an, well, your memory. We had an autographed basketball from Scott Skiles was one of them, mm-hmm. um, and then there were two other, and I, I they were like larger things right. that would bring in you know a couple of hundred dollars or whatever. Right. But yeah, we we worked really hard, uh, and and thought, well, let's try it with these three items, and it worked, and so we've been doing it ever since. It's hard to believe it's been fifteen years. It, in some yeah, ways, it is. is definitely. Yeah. God, I'd have been fifty-five. <laughs> A lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pat, I'll let you go. Keep publicizing it. We will. And we'll get. We'll get the pictures up as soon as we can. All right. All thanks, right. Hirsch. Thanks, man. Uh, we do have applications uh, available here at the radio station in Spanish and English, too. So if you are in need of assistance from the Shop of the Cop and Emergency Services Program, stop in here at the radio station and we'll get you an application that you can fill out. Yeah. All right. You want to take a break? We can take a break. Okay. Uh, I think I got a break to break. Um, a break to break. Oh, I'm looking at something else here. I was trying to fix something while we were Oh, that's nice. Trying to stay ahead of the game. Yeah. All right, uh, I don't have anything to give away this time, so okay. we're just going to have you uh, have you listen to this. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. Looking for bigger internet speeds at a better value? Surf Fiber has Plymouth covered. Go big with Surf and you'll get reliable, fiber-fast internet up to 25 times faster than cable. With Surf, there are no contracts or hidden fees, and you get a low locked-in price that will never go up. Want to speed things up even more? Go gig and get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers. It's the best deal of the year. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. November is the month of Thanksgiving. Most of us have plenty to be thankful for, but there are families right here in Marshall County that are struggling to put food on the table. 
they have to rely on the local food pantries for help. WTCA wants to help the Bread of Life Food Pantry with a special food drive during the month of November. Bread of Life has asked us to collect cereal and soup to help fill their shelves. WTCA is asking our listeners to donate any type of cereal and any brand or flavor of soup to help the less fortunate in Marshall County. You can drop off your donations to the Bread of Life Food Pantry at the WTCA studios at 112 West Washington Street in downtown Plymouth during normal business hours. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. You're tuned to FM 106.1 and AM 1050 WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. And what's your opinion? Phone lines are open at 574-936-4096. So call now and join the fun. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. And our winner... Oh, wait a minute. We didn't have a prize. Okay. Right. See, I, I but rem- I did I, like the song you picked. It, it's funny that, that I remember <laughs> something that we don't have, but if we do have it, I'll forget. forget. It. Yeah. Yes, who yeah. the winner would be. Yeah. Uh, Rusty actually picked that song out. I know why, because of our next guest that we have in the studio with us. And we've got one wild family in here with us this morning. <laughs> Um, we actually have the boners in with us this morning that they are going on an adventure. Um, if you happen to read last night's pilot news, they made the front page of the pilot news with their uh, project that they're undertaking. But uh, we're going to talk with them today to find out a little bit more about what they're doing. So um, I'd like you guys, maybe we'll go around the table. Uh, you can each introduce yourself. And for the kids, you can say how old you are. The adults, they don't have to, but... Uh, all right, so let's get started. I'm John, uh, and I'm 35 and a half years old. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we're uh, excited to take off. We kind of we're hoping to have got away before the snow fell, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, almost, but not quite. Yeah. All right, now if you'll pull the microphone over. Can I talk, buddy? Hi, my name is Henry, and. Uh, I like the bus because we can go wherever we want in it. So I just really like it. And Henry, how old are you? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Neither do I, Henry. Join the club. (laughs) Okay, Mom? Hey, I'm AJ or Amanda Jo. Um, I'm almost 35. Next moon, I will be 35. Uh, Yeah, that's me, Mama. (laughs) Okay, and the girls. Let's go around the table. Go ahead, you're next. My name is Lily, and I'm 10 years old, and I really like the bus. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, sweetie. Hi. Hi. My name is Iris, and I'm seven. I like the bus because, well, I really like it because also, I think the, I think it's the same reason that Henry likes it. Because <laughs> you can go wherever you want. Very good. 
and we've got one more in there. Go ahead, sweetie. My name is Violet, and I'm five. And why I really like the bus is because we can travel places that's far away. That's far Very away. Very good. Yeah. Okay, so the kids all talked about a bus. So <laughs> we've got to give our listeners a little idea of what's going on. But before we actually get to the bus, how long have you guys been in Plymouth? forever um, okay i was born here and so was amanda yeah i was born here i just left to go to school in chicago for a couple years and moved back i never um thought i would stay in plymouth uh but when i moved back i met my husband and then we started a family and so so her down. did you guys graduate from plymouth high school yes yeah okay all right good deal so um then you got married started a family yeah. Um, and and kind of started a unique business, I'll say. I, and I don't know if you really call yeah. it a business because it, it's so unusual. So talk a little bit about your business that you had. Yeah, it was more of a, yeah, it was, I didn't see it as a business for so long uh, because it was just a dream job, it felt like. We just created what we really loved. When we met, um, we, like, fell in love instantly. I don't know, it's just one of those good old stories we locked eyes and just uh, knew we wanted to make a family together and then I don't know 11 months after we met Lily was born we moved into the farm a month before she was born um, and so then when we had our Lily um, I remember being outside and you know babies they want to put everything in their mouth mm -hmm. and she was pulling grass out and putting it in her mouth and I like distinctly remember the moment that I was like oh no wait don't well wait can we is it okay to eat that I don't want to tell my child a lie you know like at first time mom like I gotta figure this out can she eat grass um, so that's how my interest in wild edibles um, really started was just being outside with our kids and um, enjoying the process of getting to know our land and our farm um, we had two acres that we turned into a forest garden, um, which was just a really beautiful experience because we let it go wild and see what all the animals brought in. And this is a roundabout way of saying, um, you know, we, we decided to wild school or unschool or homeschool our kids. There's a lot of different terms, but mm -hmm. um, mainly we just stay curious and have fun learning new things and we love doing it together. Um, and eventually we opened a school because I was already um, doing a lot of free events at the farm um, for other homeschoolers and other kids and their parents in the summer, not just homeschoolers. So we decided we loved it so much to just open a school. Um, so it just came out of our desire to have that for our kids and realize that we could share that with other kids in the community and have an impact and have other, um, you know, community for our kids because as homeschoolers, it's kind of hard to find that. You know, a lot of people talk about the socialization skills. Exactly. Our kids, you know, they they have no problem with that. That's almost laughable because they spend so much time with adults and mentors and people that we've seeked out for them to learn from that um, they're used to communicating, but it is hard to find events for other kids or for our kids to be with other kids. So that was a really beautiful part too. And, and when 
talk about you opened a school. It wasn't your typical Monday through Friday, you know, eight to three school. Yeah. Uh, where you didn't have people just coming every single day to spend the classroom. Mm-hmm. You you actually hosted special events that were more a lot of them were geared like family the whole your whole family come Mm -hmm. and join with our whole family and we'll go outside and and learn about a lot of the things outside that are there yeah thank you it sounds like you might have checked out our website maybe that (laughs) um yeah we uh, the school was based around the moon cycles so when it comes to wild schooling or educating our kids we see ourselves it sounds kind of cheesy, but in partnership with Mother Nature okay. and teaching our kids. Sure. So our, um, like I said, we go by the moon cycles and we learn about what's going around us in our world. Um, and so our school, it started out just once a week um, and the kids would uh, be dropped off. And I think it was eight hours a day maybe six, um, and we would do, there was always stories involved, um, but it would be whatever was going on at the farm. So that might be the goats needed their hooves trimmed, or it might be we all really wanted to build a tree house, and John, who's a carpenter, um, helped us to get a treehouse built at the farm, and we did that with the kids in the school, and you might think like, Ah. oh man, this is what, school and you're building a treehouse? That just sounds like fun. But if you think about it, there's a lot of math skills involved, Mm -hmm. communication skills. Um, So that was a really beautiful thing, seeing kids of different ages, because we had, uh, when you go to public school, you're with kids that are generally all your age. Um, We had five to 13, and then usually I had Violet on my back too. But um, having that diverse age range and neurodiverse kids from all different backgrounds working together, so much of it was about just helping, like, cultivate healthy communication skills. Mm -hmm. Um, So we would be gathering food out in the forest garden. We would find a new mushroom that the kids had never seen that we knew about and were experienced in, obviously, and would um, go and take it back to the fire and show them how to cook it and enjoy it. Um, Anything you want to add, John, about it? Yeah, kind of the one-room schoolhouse idea where back in the day you weren't all in grades. They would have had a whole range of children's ages, um, which kids learn. way better in that way they can when they're around little kids or older kids it allows those younger ones to excel i would say it can definitely when they're around the older kids too Mm -hmm. to pick it up maybe easier um, and and give the older kids some pride in helping sure teach the older kids some patience when they're dealing with a (laughs) three-year-old or four-year-old oh that's true too so you've operated this farm for a number of years um but you have decided to take a different route in life for a while. Was there something that caused that? Or you, you know, that, that made you guys decide, well, let's let's try something different. It's definitely been a thought for a long time. Uh, it's not been a new idea for us. It's something we've picked around for years. Um, but then about three years ago, it was definitely decided for sure we were doing it. We're going to do do a, a project, something yeah, totally yeah. different. Yeah. And there was um, a specific event that just kind of was the last straw, as they say. Violet, actually, our littlest, uh, three years ago, she had a really severe concussion. And um, we went to the Plymouth ER. Um, she had passed out, lost consciousness mm-hmm. twice on the way there. And then as she's laying on the table, my little, like, two-and-a-half-year-old, um, 
they're trying to get an IV in her arm and she lost consciousness again and my baby is just laying on the table there and the uh, doctor is like in my face letting me know they're gonna fly her down to Riley I mean everything was just flashing right before me Um, long story short we got down to Riley next morning she woke up and she was fine she was speaking just great and I just walked out of the hospital thinking you know I only get one life here that I know of and I'm ready for more. Um, Our farm has been an amazing experience for us. There's just so much that we want to teach our kids about that we can do in a a more tangible way for them by just taking them out and seeing it all. So you bought an old school bus and decided to make that your traveling home. Yeah, um, not necessarily an old school bus. It's like a 2008 Okay. Thomas Safety Alarm, it's a 40-foot school bus. Um, so it's actually pretty nice for a school bus. Yes. Um, we actually bought it from Curlin's Bus Sales in Silver Lake, and um, they were great. But, uh, yeah, we tore it apart. And uh, like I said, I've been remodeling a building for years, so a lot of that wasn't a big leap, uh, just different. And, uh, yeah, we turned it into a... An RV, but a very custom RV that sleeps oh. six comfortably. Well, well the, and that's, uh, yes, if people can probably see, realize, I mean, we're talking about six people mm. in a bus, and obviously you want to think about the sleeping portion of it too, but you also got to think about the driving down the road part of it. You know, you don't want to, people don't want them in their bed sleeping while you're driving down the road that i mean you want to show them what's out there uh you know so you have to have seats too not mm-hmm. just sleeping quarters so uh, let's talk about your bus a little bit um and i did actually go online and and saw the tour of the bus so it oh, looks okay. really unique but can, can you explain kind of how yeah. it's set up um in the front we took um like two we have obviously a driver's seat, then we put a a uh, bucket seat or a yeah bucket seat for Amanda, so she's seat belted. And then we took two of the original bus seats and face to face them with a table in between, um, so the kids are sitting real close to us, buckled in um, with actual shoulder strap seat belts. So it's more safe than even the school bus was originally. And um, you had to come up with figuring that out yeah and that's something we had a lot of time you know pretty much that last last winter and then even before that we were working things out amanda designed most of it Um, yeah like i said we made the decision three years ago so at least for the last year you know putting the kids to bed when um i would just be laying next to them waiting for them to fall asleep or when i couldn't sleep every night i swear i was walking through the bus in my mind just going through like how is this going to work for us and what about that need we have um, we've always lived really minimalist as well, even at the farm. Um, you know, just an example, like toys, we've always had um, really simple non-battery operated toys, you know, Legos, building blocks, and just kind of shuffled between those four different types of things. Um, we had, like the kids have always only had one drawer to put all of their clothes in. And if it doesn't fit, if it's getting too full, then you need to donate some or find a friend that you want to give it to. So as far as like, um, when we first talked about people are like, how are you going to be able to yeah, fit that many people funny. in a small space? <laughs> Um, we're kind of used to it. We like less. Um, we feel like it's more that way to have life be about um, each other and our experiences. Um, 
So that was a lot of thought that went into the design was keeping things simple and efficient and like as many storage spaces as you could fit in um, in a way that still made it feel like our home, you know, because I never wanted to do the RV. I wanted to do the bus thing right away because I know that John had all the skills and I had all the ambition to help with those to um, make it exactly what we want, you know, customize it and be cozy. So you've got four kids. That means you got to have four beds there, and the two of you have to sleep somewhere. That's a lot of space, um, but you've kind of come up with a, n- a unique back end of the bus, it looks like, um, for the kids. How about we ask, I think the kids are getting a little antsy. They'd like to share. Who? Which one of you would like to talk about your bedroom? You want to tell them where it is in the bus and what it's like? Lily, you want to? <laughs> yes or no? No, Violet, you want to tell them about your bed? Iris, you do, don't you? Here's Iris. Hi. I like my bed because I like how it's high up and I can just like, I can see like the whole place when I look out my window because it's so high up and it's really cozy. Cozy, yeah. So they have bunk beds in the back, four beds. And then what did we put in the ceiling back there, Iris? In the back of the bus by uh, your bedroom. Skylight. <laughs> yeah, so at oh. night you can look up and even see the moon and the stars, right? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Or hear the rain up pitter-pattering on there while we're sleeping. Yeah, it's pretty cozy. And they each have their own space um, because, you know, Lily's ten and a half, and we wanted them to be able to feel like they had their own spaces that they could get away from others at and oh did you have something to say Violet go ahead I like my bedroom because it has a lot of bunnies and it's really cozy yeah you fit all your stuff and it's in the bus yeah (laughs) well you have to think I mean there's it's maybe 40 feet but to be able to get clothing food toys educational uh, supplies um, it, it it's going to be crowded I would think um, not with a good design <laughs> it doesn't feel crowded at least yeah the kids have the whole back what would you say like one-fourth of the bus is like their whole bedroom area yeah. in the back and um, our clothes are stored in you know we love the restore we're always um, trying to repurpose and reuse mm-hmm. things so we got a cabinet from the local restore and he was able to modify that so it fit in there so we have like a an old piece that sits mm-hmm. in the side there that all of our clothes fit in and then we have a, a shower back um, in the back area too um, a composting toilet and a sink so when the kids get ready to go to bed they just go in the back basically their bedroom area um, and they can brush their teeth and head right up to their cozy beds yeah it's surprising how big the back feels um, once they're all in bed it's it's pretty spacious and there's still even place to play it's not like uh-huh. it's just it's not row. just all beds yeah <laughs> it's 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 quite spacious i mean they still have a place for games and stuff like that so it, it works out really well and we never wanted it to feel like a long hallway um a lot of people when they come into the bus and then they go around to the back they're like oh my gosh it keeps going i didn't realize it was so long um we put the kids bunk beds in the back and then in the front our couch john built a really lovely couch that 
um, it's like a C shape and then the middle part pulls out and a cushion goes over that and that turns into our bed at night. So we sleep in um, the middle of the bus and there's a door um, towards the back of the bus so that we can close it off at night when the kids go to bed so we could still hang out and watch a movie or whatever have you know if we have company over or something and hang out and it doesn't disturb the kids so they have their own separate space back there and we have ours in the front wow and i imagine that underneath that that area probably storage underneath there yeah we have lots um, of storage pretty much anywhere where there's a space so you make it so <laughs> you can store stuff and uh yeah any any little corner you know you make sure nothing's wasted um, if it's not a space that you need for passing through or or sitting, then you need to somehow find a way to store something there or use it. Um, and we never wanted, uh, you know, we didn't like the hallway feeling that a lot of buses have, but also some parents put the, you know, big queen-size bed in the back. Right. And, you know, maybe some people really love their bedrooms and they're happy with that. But for us, we, you know, we sleep there, what, eight hours a night, and we wanted to not have a whole huge space in the back that would take up that much room of the design. This way, we have a whole living space that it just feels bigger than a lot of buses I've been in. And that's what was important to us to make it feel, you know, we didn't want to compromise. This isn't like, we're obviously not roughing it. Um, you know, we love camping and, um, but this is kind of traveling and extreme comfort. <laughs> <laughs> so feeding a family of six on a bus, uh, uh, you've got to have a refrigerator and an oven and that kind of cooking yeah. area. Yeah, we put a full-size residential 110 fridge in there. Wow. Um, because, yeah, there's six of us. We can't do a little <laughs> RV fridge. Uh, we have a just a two-burner induction cooktop. And instead of doing an oven, we actually purchased a uh, like the largest air fryer you can get okay. um, with the front door. Um, so sure. it's pretty much an oven. And, uh, yeah, we're able to cook and produce any food that we would before. Uh, we also got a outdoor cooker. So I was going to say, of the time I got a feeling that. that you guys probably do a lot of, like, yeah. cooking outside, uh, too. Definitely. Yeah, and we're we're vegan or plant-based too so uh we can load up the fridge with a full-size fridge with all the veggies and goodies that we need and go for if we need to you know two weeks out in the desert and not have to go to a grocery store yeah i put a 125 gallon fresh water tank in it so and then that with the solar that we have we can go out and not be hooked up for quite a while oh, wow. um, probably so a couple weeks solar on top of it uh, yeah that's that's wonderful so your plan then, you've sold the farm. Um, are you living in the bus now or are you still in the farm? Yeah, right we're now? living in the bus. Um, we're just parked at my parents' house. Okay. Um, they live over on 12th Road and we've been there for whatever these few months. Um, and yeah, as soon as we got it ready, we pretty much moved into it. Okay. And, so, and your plan then is that you're going to hit the road? Yeah, initially we had had a plan, uh, kind of a rough plan. We had some friends in Rochester, New York we were going to go visit. But uh, it got a little late in the season, so we're not going that way. Uh, <laughs> at least at this point. Yeah, we're heading to Florida. Her parents live in Florida. Oh, so okay. So we're heading down um, as quick as we can. Somewhere warm. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And then, uh, I mean, are the kids, uh, are they picking places like along a map of let's go here we want to see this or are, are you going to make like a big loop and go across the southern part of the nation and then come back up around the top part or yeah, that's kind of the beauty of it is we don't necessarily have an exact plan we have some rough ideas um 
we had initially wanted to do an East Coast trip in the fall, this fall, but it got too late for that. So we may springtime go up the East Coast and go around that way. Um, kind of just depends what's going on, how we're while we're feeling, you know, during that time. However long we stay in Florida, we're not sure. And you know, that's one of the beauties of the internet you know like we don't have to come up with this and with our timeline you know we can be um just really relaxed about the process because as we're going um we might see something that we want to head to that we found online uh, that's where we'll do some research while we're on the road so we don't really want to come up with like a strict plan we just want to have the freedom to discover what's in the area, meet locals. Um, we've talked about doing the Worldwide Organization of Organic Farmers program and um, picking different organic farms to work at along the way. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, which we think would be a great way to give back, um, but also to hear from locals in the community, the you know, the gems, and find out um, what's going on there, what the people are like, you know, and just exploring based on what people in the area think are great so you're kind of planning to immerse yourself into the community where you end up you may be yeah. there for a week or you may end up several weeks there you don't you know until you get there you really don't know yeah I now imagine a lot of people can relate to it. when i was a kid we used to travel a lot and it was like okay dad's got a week off but okay. uh, yep and we're gonna go you know to the grand canyon so we gotta drive 18 hours and get here and there and there um and you saw amazing things but it was it was always a push you know and you had to be back on monday yep exactly <laughs> uh, we're gonna be able to do that at our own time and yeah immerse yourself in a community if you like oh that's, and that's kind of the other thing is that we are wanting to find a place to settle uh, you're actually kind, kind of, of going to be checking out the united states to find out where you want to put mm -hmm. roots down again yeah because yeah. this is you're 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 anticipating this will be about a year-long adventure that you'll be out and about traveling and yeah, yeah we've given ourselves at least a year and we're just um just trying to be really open to what's next um we're resourceful we know that um, we can create and cultivate whatever kind of life that we want to have. And so along that way, we'll just find out what works best for everyone. You know, what the kids like and don't like is important to us. So if the year's over and everybody's like, that was so fun, but I'm kind of ready to stop moving around, then, you know, we'll be looking for somewhere um, that we could maybe buy land and park the bus on and build on or maybe um, you know sell the bus or maybe keep the bus and do like an airbnb out of the bus there's just uh, so many opportunities that we could come up with and even like traveling um, abroad or um, continuing to travel after the year we're just really open to what's next it, it, it's i mean it does sound kind of like relaxing i mean not to have that time schedule that you know um we go to south carolina a lot and it's like i have blinders on uh, I, I try not to look and think of like oh i really like kind of fun to stop here but i gotta get to south carolina to see my kids yeah. so you'll be able to like drive along go oh look let's check this out and if we spend a day or two right. you ha you have no time frame that mm -hmm. makes life a lot easier i would yeah. think and you know we've um it's important to us presence presence is really important to us um we've come to 
place a lot of value in that because for our own personal healing journeys, John and I, um, just becoming parents and what that teaches you and how much that opens you up, um, we've realized that just being here now is what really works best for us. And um, we've always tried to evaluate as we're going along this path in life with what's important to us and if we are um, living in a way that supports that. So, you know, spending time out in nature, um, going on hikes with the kids, that was always a priority. Um, it was harder when he was working full time and um, trying to balance all that with four kids. You know, he worked full time. Mm -hmm. We ran the school. We ran community events. Uh, we had a farm. We had animals to take care of. It we was just, busy. yeah, it was a lot. And so for us, this is kind of a way to to celebrate just being here now, being with our kids. If they want to um, just spend the day coming up with a new cookie recipe, you know, some of the kids like to cook, um, or or they do really want to go hike to this place uh, that we've never been to that they saw on a map or a friend told them about. We just want to be able to um, go on adventures and support that. Um, lifestyle for them also modeling that behavior for them um, because we can get so caught up in success being um, wealth and and status and for us uh, you know we are very rich we are rich in life experiences and love um, no matter how much has been in our bank account um, and as parents who were raising four kids and running a farm and one income you know there was not uh, an abundance of money coming in it was all going into the farm for the past 10 years um, so it's always been tight we've always had to be very mindful with money but we've always seen ourselves as rich and this just seems like an organic way to continue that mindset yeah we're definitely not doing you know what traditionally you're supposed to do with your assets you're supposed to hold on to your house and you know when you retire that money can be you know maybe given to your kids or whatnot um, and we were in a place where we said you know that sounds silly so let's let's use it with our kids let's and, yeah uh, spend it on our kids now yeah and our kids will I'm sure learn a lot from that and you know just like I traveled a lot when I was a kid. I appreciate that. I learned a lot from that. I learned that that's something that I need in the world. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, <clears throat> as far as it being, you know, uncomfortable for a lot of folks, and even for us, it was a big leap to, you know, leave a job and to kind of yes. cash out on your home. Um, but it's hard to find a real downside because for what we can give our kids, what we can give our family, um, it's, there's so much positive there. I remember one day my mom was kind of questioning it, you know, like, are you sure? This, you know, this is kind of <laughs> out there. Like, it's, of course, traveling's good, but it's kind of intense. And I said, Mom, you know, if 12-year-old if me had said, you know, when I grew up, I want to take my kids and travel with them and do this, you know, what would you have said? Of course you would have said, yeah, do it. Yes. You know? So we're going to do it. And, and why not? Now, one thing, too, I'm, I'm guessing that you guys are not, um, we've had some people have brought kids in before, and the kids, you know, sit over here on the floor, and they've got their iPad or their or mom's cell phone, and they're entertaining themselves over here while mom's doing the talking. But when you talk about being present, you're present with your children 
and mm-hmm. not go to your room and watch TV or that kind yeah. of stuff. You yeah, that one works because we like... don't have a TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we haven't had a TV in nine years, I think. Um, yeah, that's been a big part for us. Um, yeah, and this is, I could talk about this forever, but um, mindfulness and um, parenting and just like I was saying about healing our own ourselves and our our own journeys, you know, breaking the cycles of addiction, looking at the world around us and... Um, you know, a lot of people, I was just talking to a friend about this yesterday. Um, a lot of people, when they think of an addict, and I know there's been a lot of advocacy work around it and the stigma, um, but there's always these really far off portrayals of addicts um, that are the extremes and something that is easy to blame on a certain type of race or person or gender and really there are so many people that struggle with addiction um, ourselves included you know nobody is immune to having uncomfortable situations and not wanting to face them right we turn to something else and oh I forgot how I got into this it was about parenting (laughs) oh for us um, raising the kids the the way that we have um, it doesn't mean that we are you know, anti-technology or that we don't, you know, we have an iPad, uh, I have a smartphone, John still has a flip phone, but um, we really try and be mindful about that because not only do we see so many, you know, we see so many adults who are addicted Mm -hmm. to those screens in our lives um, that we don't want to model that for our kids and their brains are still developing. You know, of course, it's, you know, a kid wants to keep escaping into a video game or, you know, it can be fun to escape. And in moderation, um, that can be a really creative outlet. But as parents, we see it as our jobs to um, not only model that, but set boundaries. And for us, it's just easier to set those boundaries when a lot of those things aren't present. Always be connected with our kids. I mean, even right now, Henry's on the phone because he's just didn't want to do it all that much, so we're giving him a little time. Um, but well, he's just not, editing a photo. Yeah, he likes taking pictures not, of himself. Not yeah. just having your kids off and gone doing their own thing. I mean, they're, they're kids. They're not adults. They shouldn't be just, you know, you should always be connected with your kids. Mm-hmm. We only have them for a short period of time. And uh, this traveling is going to be, you know, we are going to be together for a long time. Yes, you are. Be, we're not going to be encountering people who are going to be able to watch our kids for a year. It's not like we're going to meet someone and say, hey, we want to watch the kids. So we'll go off dinner. <laughs> yeah, uh, here, take all four of them. We'll yeah, just <laughs> it's going to be um, connection in a big way. Um, I, I, You know, families go on vacation and it's a week or 10 days or two weeks maybe, but and, and you maybe live in a, a hotel room and it's like, okay, let's get back to home where we have our own space and all of that is so it will be uniquely different to live together so close for a whole year um, that a lot of people don't get that opportunity Um, do any of you guys any of you kids have a place that you really want to go to or see Um, have you looked on a map and and you know made made some idea plans of what you'd like to visit I'm excited to go to Florida. Um, it just sounds really fun because there are like 
springs there that you can go swimming in and it's really clear water and it looks really pretty and I'm excited to go swimming there. And there's also a place where there are like these little things in the water that glow whenever they think they're being attacked and you can go in a clear kayak and it looks like you're like glowing and you can put your hand in the water and it's glowing. I yeah, really we saw that on a documentary and she really wants to find that place. Oh, interesting. Anybody else have any, any place they'd like to go? Henry? Uh, I just really want to go, like, swimming in, like, hot springs and cool water. Someplace warm. Y- do you guys like snow? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you don't mind what, what you know, what it did the other night? That Yeah. That was kind of fun to wake up to. Uh, we were sledding yesterday for quite a while. Yeah. Oh. We always tried to say um, and live by... There's no bad weather, just poor clothing choices. <laughs> yes. um, and, uh, you know, adapting to live that way, just making sure that you have the right gear, it makes such a big difference. And going outside, you know, talking about being present, you know, when the kids ask, come on, let's go outside, let's go, you know, they'll always ask us to go with them. And we're not, you know, we're not perfect. We don't always say yes, but we try. Um, and being in the winter here, um, we have loved, we've had so much fun together um just being having fun just being like kids again did you want to say something Irie? go ahead i'm really excited to go to um oregon oh why is that i just want to see different places that we've never been to but we've already seen like a little bit of a place when we like talk to people from different places but i'm excited to just explore a new place yeah because you've only ever seen like pictures of that we've seen in books or like videos that we've watched documentaries or youtube where we'll check out adventures people have gone on so you just have no idea what's out there is that exciting for you yeah i bet want to go see it yourself yeah so you talk about documentaries and pictures and such um, are you guys going to be documenting this year-long adventure? Oh, man, I have had such a love-hate relationship with the online world. Yes. Yeah, it's something we go back and forth on all the time because, as I said, presence is really important to us, and I just can't personally find that balance um, with me. I can, like, in myself, but um, I can't. You know, in order to uh, get all the followers online and and for us, all that that would mean is we are sharing our experience to inspire or ignite other folks to do what they're passionate Mm -hmm. about. You know, it's not like, you know, look at us. We're so great. Um, So we know why we would be doing it. We're fine with that. We're comfortable with that. But in order to, like, you know, meet the algorithm's needs and and keep up with that, you know, I don't want to post, like, the viral song that I hate on the background of something I make just because it's popular. I don't want to post every moment that we do together. Uh, I don't want to post on a schedule every three days. And I think that's just what I'm being told you have to do. Uh, and that just doesn't work for us. So, I mean, I'm writing a book on the road is the okay. plan. Um, and we're, we're trying to find a balance. John doesn't have any social online media accounts. Um, so it's really in my court to do all that um, social media stuff. And he's happy to support it. And um, the kids are on board with it. But I, we just, we're just not sure how to nail it down, you know, like 
between all of the skills that he has combined with me, you know, I went to school for photography. I'm a writer, um, I'm a teacher. Like, we could do YouTube videos just on the bus build and be sharing a lot of information with all of his knowledge that he has. but is that how we want to spend our time? You know, I don't know. We yeah, just maybe something like that will occur. We just, you know, right now we don't have to worry about that. Right now we are, you know, just want to go, and uh, we'll probably work something like that out. Um, but we we don't really know yet. And uh, so, when are you guys going to head out? I am scheduled for a surgery that I need this coming Wednesday. Um, that's why we're kind of delayed a little bit on taking off. And then, so the plan is, as long as I'm feeling well, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, we'll be leaving. And you're headed to Florida. Um, and, and is there. this a, a flying trip to Florida, or is this going to be a meandering trip where you might stop in the mountains and look yeah, for we'll, the black bear or whatever? We'll definitely be stopping in the mountains, but... Uh, that kind of depends on temperature too. If it's too cold, <laughs> we're working at kind of. We have a kind of a rough, uh, angled shot down to like the Myrtle Beach area. Is what we're thinking, <laughs> just to get to the 60s as quick as we can. Do you um, have heat yeah, and do. air conditioning in the bus? We do. We have heat and okay. AC. It's it's actually right. quite comfortable. We have all the comforts of home. We have heat, AC. We have you know Starlink. Do you have any pets in go. the bus? Oh, we do. Yeah, we have. Well, kids, who wants to share about our pets? Me. Lily, go ahead, sweetie. We have a dog and a cat. What's their names? Our dog is named Penny, and my cat is named Margaret, Lady Margaret. <laughs> and we have a, fi- a beta fish. I don't think we actually know what we named it yet. <laughs> and we have a frog and a couple little, like, shells and stuff. In uh, like a ghost shrimp and then uh, some mussels from the Yellow River that we put in there, actually. Wow. Yeah, so we have a little fish tank. Cool. And so Penny, by the way, is about a 90-pound Weimaraner, so she's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she takes up a lot of space on the couch. <laughs> like it. There are probably some mice living in the walls. <laughs> so when you, when you take off, um, will you stay in your traditional RV parks? or um, Probably as little as possible, uh, though I'm sure we will. Um, but, those are a good asset for kind of resupplying, filling water. Um, okay. Also, we're going to be boondocky as much as possible, where that's staying in a place where you don't have to pay. Um, and there's a lot so of. So, am out I going to see in the Walmart parking lots? You, you know, know that kind of situation. I'm sure it'll happen here twice. and there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's definitely not what we're looking for. But yeah, I'm sure in a pinch that's what's what'll happen. When you go out west, there's a lot more public land to oh. where you can you can do that a lot more. Well, okay. In the desert and places like that. There's just there's just massive plots of land. Um, around here, there's a little less of it. Um, but still, the RV parks will be part of our life. Um, but, you know, they, they cost money. Right. Um, State th- parks are cheaper, mm-hmm. typically, um, and probably have some of the amenities that you guys would really enjoy, like hiking and trails and nature centers and uh, that yeah. opportunity to get out into the woods mm-hmm. and, and some of that. Yeah. Um, state and national parks are a big thing on our list and just public lands in yes. general. When we lived um, at the farm, we lived over um, before Ancilla, uh, the place with the round barn. It was actually owned by his um, great aunt and uncle, Clement Anita Fox. So we had the last round barn in Marshall County. Uh, it was a beautiful piece of property, but what we loved most about it, there was over a thousand acres of public lands out there in that area. 
Um, so we took full advantage of that. And something that we tried to do with our social media accounts online was share with other folks um, how they could access that in Marshall County and oh. really um, bring attention to what's out there and what you can go enjoy and take your family with or go by yourself, you know. Um, so I'm sure that'll be a big part of what we do also. And it's also, we talk about, you know, all the different places we're excited to see. Uh, as I mentioned, we're really excited about um, wild plants, edible mushrooms. That's a big part of our diet and our lifestyle. And so we're excited to see new plants um, and mushrooms along the way as we're out traveling. Do you, do you have, well, of course you have internet access. I was going to say, do you have books so that you like, uh, for me, I'm not a mushroom. I mean, I like mushrooms. I go mm -hmm. to the store and buy them all the time. Yeah. Know? But um, when I go outside, there, there's a difference between a mushroom and a toadstool, and you got to know is this is this one safe to eat or not? Yeah. So do you? How do you determine that? And and like with your kids, how do you say? Okay, pick it, but don't put it in your mouth until mm -hmm. we go back and check on it. It's yeah. Really, it's really quite simple. I mean, it's <laughs> it's just it's just a comfort level. It's what you're used to. Our kids know mushrooms. They know they know just like we do it's it's education you spend time in the books you spend time in the woods and you learn about these things um it, it's always kind of surprising people say things like like uh, what about your kids aren't you worried that they're going to eat something as well you wouldn't say that if i was teaching my kids about tree identification they're not going to eat every tree they right. see <laughs> of course you don't eat every mushroom it's, it's just like anything else education um and know, we know a lot about mushrooms just because we've done it uh, it's not a mystical thing. And, you know, we've taught um, classes on mushrooms, and then we did it at the wild school, but we did it for adults also. So language is, you know, how we choose to talk about it is super important. Um, not, I don't want to say like a, yeah, having a, a healthy, I don't even know if fear is the right word to use, just um, knowledge is power, you know. So when, sure. we, when we talk about it with kids and even with adults, we always say, um, that's an edible mushroom, but only when it's cooked. You know, we always make sure, um, even when we have kids that we're on a hike with, that we're teaching them wild edible plants. I, I tell them before they eat it, even if they are 100% sure, you need to ask an adult that you're with first. And even our kids, they know tons of food that they could eat on their own. If they're out by themselves and they get it, um, they will bring it back and show it to me first. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we weren't willy-nilly about this. You know, some people, like John said, get a little nervous about it. And it's really um, just about how you pr approach it and uh, your mindset on it. Uh, well, it's kind of how the Native Americans survived out here by eating things that I, I, I was reading on your page, uh, nettle tea. I mean, we all know nettles. Uh, I could not, I, if you brought them here, unless I touched it and went, ah, that's nettles, I could not identify it myself. But like nettle tea, you use it as um, a, a way to settle somebody's stomach that you actually, you know. So mm -hmm. do you do a lot of medications that way too? Uh, there are things out in nature that people can eat to to fix issues yeah um iris favorite chapstick that she uses for everything do you want to tell them about it anything that you've used it for our um we call it honey skin love we put it in a, a chapstick container and it was we had bees so we used wax from our bees honey from our bees echinacea plants that we grew lavender that we grew um 
I'm forgetting a few others. But what are some things you've used that salve for? Dry skin, right? <laughs> she always carries it with her everywhere, it seems like. She always puts it in her backpack and makes sure we have some. Um, there's things like a, a bee sting. There's plants out there that you can crush up and, you know, make a poultice out of it and put it on there. Um, so teaching our kids those tools when they're sure. outside, um, they don't uh, – it's just natural. You know, when Violet, I remember when she was very little, got a bee sting, and she went right and got a plant that she knew would work mm-hmm. for that. Um, so, yes, we would make um, medicines from plants that we would – grow at the farm or things that we would find out there and nettles what's your favorite i think lily what's your favorite way to do nettle i like nettles and soup it's really good really okay (laughs) well it does sound like an experience so really once you guys hit the road there's not going to be any way to track you if people are interested in what you're doing or where you guys are at you'll keep in contact i assume with your parents Mm-hmm. I mean, as a parent myself, I, I like, I want to know where my mm-hmm. kids are, you know, what, what are you guys doing? How long? Okay. Um, but other than that, you're just going to wander the, wander the nation. Well, yes, but you can find us online. We will be sharing online. Um, we have a Facebook page, an Instagram page. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel, which right now all that it has is my video I made for National Geographic when I became a certified educator through them. Um, but you can find us online. We have a website. Um, you could email us or you could text me, I guess. Um, we're reachable, you know. We'll and be sharing some of the stuff. When I introduced you guys and said that we have a wild family with us today, that is kind of like your, your what, peop, what, what you call yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like the most natural explanation for <laughs> us. Um, yep, so you can find us at A Wild Family. And for us... Um, we like the word wild because, I mean, uh, when it comes down to it, it's you can't put it in a box. It's undefinable. Um, wild, you know, uh, nature, the wild, we see ourselves as part of that, not as something separate from nature. And nature or the wild is always evolving and growing and changing and adapting and um, reevaluating what's working and not working. You know, these are all things that we try and instill. Hi in our lives and with our kids um so to call ourselves a wild family just seems like the most organic definition for how we choose to live well it does sound like a very fun and exciting year uh definitely uh, we want to wish you guys the best of luck and we'll try you know uh, you found me once so maybe somewhere along the line Find me again, and maybe we could even just do a cell phone call yeah. uh, in a few months or so just to see how life is going. Yeah, uh, thank and, you. And what, what you're experiencing and uh, what an opportunity for your kids is just fantastic. I, I really think that'll be a neat experience for them. Yeah, we think so, too. We're excited. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming in and spending time with us this morning. Um, now, if they want to find out a little bit more about you, or if they'd like to see the bus, mm-hmm. there is an opportunity tomorrow. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Here, wait a second. Maybe Violet can tell you because she's getting antsy. I think she really wants to get on air. She is whispering and having so much fun. Tell them about tell them where we'll be tomorrow. It's one of our favorite places. Where are you going to go tomorrow, Iris? Go ahead. We're going to be at the library. 
Yeah, oh. what time will we be at the library? 10. In <laughs> 10 o'clock. What are we going to do at the library, Iris? Do you remember what we're going to do? We're going to read a book, and yes. oh, we're going to let the kids ask questions for our kids, like what what it's like living on a bus, like where do yeah. you poop? I yes. imagine maybe some, of, maybe some of those questions will come up. And you're going to have the bus there. And we'll have the bus there. So, John, I'm going to have photos of the build so people can see the process and ask John questions about that. And then afterwards, um, people can go outside. It'll be parked right out front of the uh, library, so everybody yeah. can do a walkthrough. So that's at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow at the Plymouth Library. Yes, thank you. So if, if you want some more information or to meet this family, you know, firsthand, here's another opportunity for you guys tomorrow. So take advantage of that. Thank you guys for coming and spending time with us this morning, and good luck on your travels. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank Bye. you so much for the opportunity. <laughs> okay, Rusty. All right, we ready to... Uh... You do your part? <laughs> I can do that. Okay. Uh, we need to have a drawing, first of all. Oh. We're having our birthdays today. Yes. So we got a few to uh, enter in there. Kathy Carpenter has a birthday today. I went to school today. with Kathy. Happy Kathy, birthday, happy Kathy. Happy birthday to She's you. over at CC Hair Company. And DJ Woody. Woody Cotton. DJ Woody? Yeah. That is a... Jessica's husband. He's yeah. Happy yeah. birthday. She just had her birthday. It might have been like Monday. Well, then they're going to have competing entries. <laughs> so, Kathy will reach into the hat. This is for four cupcakes and let dessert cafe. A free small drink from the coffee lodge oh. and a Cajun Creek bouquet. And it is... DJ Woody! Woody! Woohoo! There you go. You're our birthday winner. So, all you got to do is pick up your little coupons and go get your little presents. You'll enjoy it. Anniversary time, November 17th. This is an old one. Guess who this is? Who is it? Jessica and Woody Cotton. They were married 15 years on the 17th. Yesterday. Woody is a wise man. So Get that anniversary right anniversary next to the birthday. Anniversary both birthdays yeah. all in the same week, I yeah. think. That's, that's good. Guy. Uh, nothing in the trading post. you got to get it to us next week. We'll uh, buy, sell, trade, give away. Four items, four days, four free. As long as you're business or anyone is like business. Don't you eat business. Uh, so that is the uh, trading post for today. That's all I got. I'm done. That's the end of my life. Okay. Um, it is Friday. Yeah. So we have girls basketball tomorrow night. Yes, we do. Uh, we have Coach's Corner start. tomorrow morning. At eight o'clock eight. start for both, I guess. Oh, eight and eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So, anyway. Um, anyway, who knows? Monday is Monday. I will be at County Commissioner's mm -hmm. meeting. Jim Vanall will be in. Yes, and you're going to do the library, actually, on oh, Monday. okay. Because we're not going to be here Thursday. Oh, that's right. Or Friday. Yeah. We're having, Rusty and I are having a four-day weekend. Wow! Oh! So, yes, we will not be here I Thursday will. or Friday. Um, Thursday, we'll have some Thanksgiving music. And Friday, we're having some Christmas music for two hours straight. I know, you should see the look on Rusty's face. <laughs> he really doesn't like Christmas music. Why? Why? DJs never like Christmas why? music. I love them. Why? So, just why? two hours just of Christmas why? music. Just why, Gabby? Why? <laughs> Huh? 
do you want to come here Friday and do the show by yourself? You could do that if you didn't want to play the Christmas music. As long as I'm not listening to Christmas music, <laughs> I think I might have a. I might be okay with that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes. So that's right. our show for this week. Yeah, that's good. Tune in tomorrow it. at ten o'clock and find out who's on the best of. Yeah, you can do that too. Yes. So, uh, that it. That's it. All right. Cue the pig. Have a great weekend. Ever the ever the and that's all, folks.